Hello and welcome to the Word and Wellbeing, Meridian Wellbeing's fortnightly podcast where we discuss everything going on in the world of mental health, wellbeing, health, life, universe and everything in between. Uh, today I have a fantastic guest, uh, Izzy Ford from Groundworks London, who is the Health Champion Project Manager. I think I got that right. Uh, so working with Barnet Council and someone else who she mentioned who I've forgotten uh, to um, help with the, uh, help encourage the rollout of the COVID vaccines. Uh, at the moment so welcome Izzy. Hello Chris thank you so much for having me. You're very welcome uh, how, how are you doing how, how is everything going? Yeah really well thank you really well the sun is shining yeah having a good day thank you how are you doing? It's yeah not too bad it's you know it's lovely to sort of have a bit of sun and kind of uh you know it's, it's we're sort of so used in the UK to kind of uh being prepared for rain all the time it's that kind of you know if rains then it's in the village hall or whatever that kind of that sort of permeates a lot of our lives so it's lovely to see a bit of sun and the plants coming out and things like that so uh yeah no, I, I'm not too bad I'm not too bad so the reason we're here today is so that um we can talk a bit about the COVID health champions and your work um so what is the COVID health champion project all about? So the Barnet COVID-19 Health Champions is all about empowering the residents of Barnet to be up to date on the latest information about COVID and for them then to share the information um, with their friends, family and their communities in whatever way they want. I think we've all seen so much, so many different messages that have come through um, about COVID and there's a lot and lot of misinformation. So this is all about kind of making sure um, people are provided with the latest, correct and most accurate information and then they can can support others within their community make sense of the advice the facts um and just really then they can everyone can make informed decisions and hopefully really support the kind of health and well-being of the borough as well i, I mean I, I think there's two things that, that are, are so key i mean the first sort of one of the reasons that the the health champion project is so important and such a great thing uh, and I should sort of uh, do a bit of kind of virtue signaling by saying I'm a health champion myself, is that, um, you know, it is about communities coming. It's about, you know, a community coming together to support each other. I think that's fantastic. I think it's the right way to go, you know, and I think particularly when we often kind of rely on kind of uh, other people that we know to kind of um, give us recommendations and reassurance and things like that. Um, but, you know, getting, getting, you know, people involved to support their neighbours, to support their friends and family in the communities and, and show um, how important vaccinations are is it, such a great thing. Um, and the second thing is obviously, you know, um, you sort of uh, mentioned this, that there's been such a kind of proliferation of information, uh, you know, and information isn't necessarily a bad thing, but there's been such a proliferation of often misleading or misunderstood or in some cases uh, perhaps lies, let's, let's go with that, uh, about both uh, COVID and both the vaccines I think that the majority of people have access to social media those ideas are so quickly taken up and often it is that um, you know the, the lies have spread around the world before the truth has even got their shoes on um, to quote an author and I think that you know it, that's a real concern it's not to say that social media is necessarily a bad thing but when that kind of proliferation is impacting people's lives you know and we you know we're, I think we're all very aware that there are many individuals and many communities that have been disproportionately affected by the virus uh, for a number of reasons and we're also seeing lower take-ups of the vaccine there's a real issue there particularly when these messages are these you know incorrect messages are continuing to spread so the work of the health champion project is so key and so important so it's really great to, to you know to hear about hear about your work and I ask so um you know how did you so you're the project lead for for groundwork 
um, London, Groundwork London. Um, so how did you kind of um, c- come to be where you are? What is it about sort of Groundwork and kind of the work you're doing that's, that, that you uh, find so interesting and passioning? Great. <laughs> sure. So um, firstly, just wanted to say as well, the project um, that I work for, work for Groundwork London, but it's commissioned and it's a partnership between us and uh, Public Health Barnet and um, Barnet Council. And I started back in November um, and we launched the project pretty much straight away. Um, so yeah, it's definitely been a very, very busy five five or six months coming up to where we are. There's been a lot of, lot of changes in terms of restrictions, um, guidance. We've had a vac, we've now got three vaccines lots lots of change i was going to ask that actually i I can't remember how many there are now there seems to be quite a few and i know sort of uh so obviously the the big one is the oxford astrazeneca i think i think that's the one i mean certainly that's the one that my wife has had um i have not had Uh, at some point i will be allowed to have it but um yeah, I mean, how so how do you kind of keep updated with all the kind of information about what, what's happening? As you said, there's so many kind of new things and changes and some developments. Absolutely. Because of our fantastic partnership um, and all our work, we work really, really closely with Public Health and Barnet Council. So I we meet regularly every week. We are really informed and updated with all new health information. Um, we work really closely with the comms team. So, for example whenever there's a new um, piece of information which is going to be going out, we go through the health champions and we connect with the comms team to be able to get that out. I'm involved in, um, we have in a health protection board meeting that uh, lots of different people from within Barnet Council and public health, but then also um, kind of the wider NHS within the borough that all meet every few weeks. So I'm involved in that as well, which is a really um, helpful way to be able to get updated. Um, Barnet Council also produced a weekly report with all kind of the public health stats within Barnet in terms of COVID. And in addition to that, we've now produced like a one page um, statistics, uh, like roundup, um, which we share with health champions. So yes, I think I've seen that the uh, the graphics. Of that. I mean, they're, they're really useful. You know, I think particularly to kind of reiterate some of the p- bits we've already spoken about that kind of transparency is so important um you know when you get a kind of uh lack of you know when there is a lack of communication for whatever reason and often with the best will in the world um you know depending on circumstances um you know uh, there it kind of it leaves open the opportunity for kind of misunderstanding and uh, other bits and pieces and therefore transparency is key saying that you know this is what's happening you know this is how well things are going these are some of the bits that need to be worked on blah 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 is so important and it, and it reflects a very kind of um, a really mature, a really kind of um, progressive approach to, to, to this, which is so I think is so important. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the big things that we've always said with the Health Champions Project is it's an absolute two way conversation. So we work with public health directly to be able to get the latest information about COVID and be able to work with the comms team to make sure that that's written in a simple and concise way and we're able to produce it also in up to 11 different community languages and we then share that with the health champions and then they can share it in whatever way they want with Mm. their communities and then the other part of it is for them to actually tell us what what's happening on the ground because they they know how to connect with their communities they are living 
living their lives in that community um, so it's really important for them to then be able to feed back and have that space to do so and so I suppose we've we've uh, that could be anything really it could be on um, we feel like we need some more information on testing sites or um, a lot of people in my community aren't wearing their face coverings properly what can we do mm. um, and we also have recently introduced a kind of question of the week which we send out every Monday um, to health champions to try and be able to get some more insight and some real feedback on particular topics so last week we asked about how people were feeling about the new restrictions and um, which was a real um, it was definitely coming through that people were kind of cautious but very mm. optimistic so um, we're now looking at that information and what can we do to kind of reassure people and also yeah. kind of, I don't know, support people through this kind of roadmap that we're, that we're going through. Um, and also they've had some, I mean, it's been fantastic to just be able to get this kind of real insight off the like ground level um, from champions directly locally, because we asked champions a while ago, what's, where would you say where would be good to have vaccine pop-up sites or where do you think within your community um where what areas are we missing for example for vaccination centers and we had lots of different ideas and thoughts about that but we then um kind of plotted on a graph and we've in, we've shared that with the ccg and um and public health and that's now being used in local vaccination planning so oh, wow um, yeah it's been it's, there's been some real real positive success stories I think from the champions and they've really having a massive impact on um on so many parts mm. of kind of, of the borough and um yeah it's been really really positive because they just they know their community's the best I, th I mean I, th I think that's that that's that's really you know that's a really great thing to hear um you know I sort of in my kind of uh, limited experience doing uh, various bits and pieces and sort of communications and sort of, you know, working with the public and stuff like that, you know, there is often that kind of concern that, that, that people are not being listened to. Mm -hmm. So the fact that, you know, very clearly, you know, the, the, the there is that kind of two way street and what the, the COVID champions are sharing with you. Um, is being a fantastic thing to hear. And it, it's the right way to do things, you know, providing that kind of, um, grassroots insight is so key um, you know I think for a variety of reasons often uh, not in this case but in, uh, you know if we look at kind of wider kind of uh, policy circles and how things are developed sometimes there is that slightly top-down approach um, you know often one would hope with the best world in the world but it doesn't it could miss things because you know things change on the ground much quicker than they do and not and it often takes a while for that to be passed up um, so that's really great to hear that the, you know, the information sharing is, you know, is being used and is, is being encouraged because I think that's just the best way of doing things, particularly it reemphasizes the fact that we're, all, we're in this together, we're a community and we're working together to, to try and make things better. Absolutely. No, definitely. And I mean, a lot of the whole program as well, because it's because, well, we've only been going five months now. It's all kind of we are trying to be innovative and find out what the champions, what they're finding useful, what they're finding not so useful, how can we develop it and make it work for them? Um, so we've we've done, we did a big survey at the beginning of the year um, to try and find out how they were finding their kind of information sessions, the infographics, how can we, how can we um, change these up to make them more beneficial and more useful? Mm. Um, always the information sessions that we run every single week, um, they're really kind of led by what, 
what champions and what the community want to find more about. So that can be anything from uh, information on kind of schools or the vaccination programme, which we've got um, a session tonight on, for example, or enforcement or long COVID or anything like that. And then then those sessions are also led by the, the, the questions that were coming up from the champions. So we always share them with specific speakers that we have. So um, it's just, it's been really fantastic, I think, to just have such a, uh, such an engaged group of champions that are just so supportive and will, will help promote and share positive messaging in whatever way um, works for them. No, that, that, that's absolutely great. So, um, I mean, I, I think there's so many kind of uh, wonderful things that, that, that really kind of um, show what a great project this is. So as far as the kind of, um, at the moment, uh, are you able to share some of the kind of key messages that are important for, for members of the public to be hearing? Absolutely. So I think the absolute key message that we're probably sharing at the moment is please get the vaccine when you're offered it. It's very safe. It's very effective and has saved people's lives already. And I think um, please just get the vaccine. Essentially, I would say that's probably one of the biggest messages that we've got coming through. Um, But as well as that, even if you've had the vaccine and everybody else, it is so important to continue with the kind of public health messages um, in terms of the hands, face, space, Mm. um, fresh air and all the national measures as well. Um, As especially, we don't know, even if you've got the, even if you've had the vaccine, you can still spread the virus. So, um, and then in addition to that, it's also to, um, which has recently come out, um, is to encouraging people to please have regular rapid tests for COVID-19. Um, now everyone's entitled to two rapid uh, flow tests, which you mm-hmm. can pick up from um, a local test centre, you or you can do them at a test centre, or if you're not able to, you can also order them online. So um, just encouraging people to be able to have those um, regular tests because one in three people with COVID don't have symptoms of the, of the virus. So really important to get vaccinated, continue with the uh, national measures and the national um, and the health um, restrictions and also to get tested a couple of times a week. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't speak to, obviously for as far as kind of vaccinations as I've yet to been called up yet. Uh, from those I've spoken to, it's very straightforward. It happens very quickly and, you know, it's very, you know, it's over and done with and they, you know, you just carry on. Uh, I have uh, tested myself uh, and also my daughter um she certainly i mean she's two she uh, responded to it better than i did it just made me sneeze and sort of you know <laughs> it was, and being in a sort of being in a car and not being able to get out and having to clamber around to get to a toddler in a car seat to uh, try and stick something up her nose was uh, less fun but uh, she thought it was very amusing and she uh, the, the the real issue was trying to kind of keep her from she kept wanting to grab the little uh, the little cotton bud and sort of play with it. I was like, no, you have to keep it sterilised. Leave it alone. <laughs> dear, oh dear. But she was fine. Uh, but it was very straightforward. And the people, you know, the uh, people that tested were very, very nice. But yeah, I, I think you're completely right. You know, there's, there's um, you know, it, it has been a very difficult uh, year and whatever it has been you now. We've been through, a, you know, we've been through three lockdowns, I think. You know, we've been through a variety of restrictions and other bits and pieces and, you know, it, it has been tough for everybody. For some people, it's been a lot, lot worse. Um, some people have had horrific things and, you know, and obviously, you know, that that is, well, our hearts go out to them. But, you know, we are 
I don't know how far we are from kind of moving past all of this and kind of things getting back to some form of normality. But certainly we don't want to risk uh, what, what freedom we do currently have. And also we don't want to risk people's lives, you know, by taking unnecessary risks. You know, we all want to kind of go out and do bits and pieces. Uh, you know, I'm very happy that pubs have opened up again. I've missed them desperately. Um, but, uh, you know, ma- mainly for like, you know, uh, daddy, daddy, daughter pub visits, which is always fun. Oh, lovely. She gets very excited by the little apple juices and things like that. And I've gone, no, Flo. Uh, her name is Florence, Flo. Uh, no, Flo, you're not allowed by beer. Away with you. Uh, but she likes the crisps, so that's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, 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 so it's lovely to have that co- those kind of elements of normality back. But I, I wouldn't trade that for, um, you know, some pe- for people's lives. So, I, you know, I think that's more important. People's lives are more important. So I think you're completely right. We need to stick to, you know, as much as we physically can and realistically can within the kind of realms of, of humans being uh, known to err occasionally. You know, we need to stick to the regulations, the rules, because it's for everyone's well-being. And I think one of the things that, me kind of stuck with me right from the beginning of this is that the we follow you know we follow the guidance of the rules and the regulations not necessarily for ourselves but because there are other people out there who are vulnerable and they you're putting them at risk if you don't um and that sort of stood stayed with me and has encouraged me to kind of try and be as much of a, a good boy as i can be absolutely and i think that's with the vaccine as well i know that I, people I've spoken to, younger people, um, have even said to me, oh, I don't know if I need to get the vaccine because if I get COVID, then I'm, I've got much less risk of being hospitalised or getting seriously ill. But actually, it's not just, it's basically the more of us that have the vaccine, the fewer of us will get seriously ill from the virus. So it's really important that we do get the vaccine for whatever reason, whether it's to support yourself or whether it's to support the vulnerable or support the community or support your grandma or um, anyone like that. So um, yeah, you're absolutely right. I completely agree. And it's just encouraging everyone to just get that vaccine, but even if they've had COVID before Mm. or, and not, and make sure they get them both as well. That's absolutely key. I think um, just make sure everyone and be able to then when you've had the, had the vaccine as well to then be able to to share it with others, share your experience, tell others, encourage them. Because, um, again, I think what well, the champions is all about being able to share information that you receive to your friends and your families and it's important to have that trusted voice mm. and people often listen. You're more likely to listen to a peer, I think, yeah. a lot of the time than yeah. Um, on the news or something like that so um, definitely I think it's all about just making sure you have it and even if you don't feel like you necessarily need it to get it for someone else instead yeah no I I completely I completely agree Um, and I think you know I I do think one of the things that's come through over the last year and it's you know sometimes it's been a bit rocky and has been that kind of um you know that kind of community spirit that uh, in the in the slightly bigger you know the kind of UK as a whole you know people coming together and kind of we need to kind of work together here and yes there has been occasions uh some quite well publicized occasions in which um there has been uh, things happen that have perhaps rocked that kind of uh, that, that that UK wide community spirit. But you know, I think one of the things that has kind of brought us through this, brought us all through this as much as possible, has been that kind of we need to work together here. Um, and I think you can still see that. And I'm glad, you know, in a way that's quite been quite a positive thing. And I guess it's one of the things that I hope that we can kind of take away from you know moving forward is more kind of 
appreciate well appreciation is probably the wrong word but I, I think certainly we need to be more aware that there are a number of people a number of communities who are you know who are disadvantaged for a variety of reasons and that isn't necessarily to blame anybody but it means that we're aware of that I mean arguably we should have been aware of that a long time ago but we are clearly aware of that now and therefore it, we have a responsibility to try and improve things you know we are a nation perhaps I'm sounding slightly idealistic and regardless, regardless of kind of party politics, you know, we have a responsibility to, to look after the people within our communities who are the most vulnerable. Um, you know, and I hope I hope that will be something that continues moving forward. I hope we will still think um, when we're doing something, I don't know, whatever, you know, whether it's kind of something just to the person on the street and not being rude to them or whether it's when it's some um, giant company not kind of knocking down some whatever you know I, I do hope we you know something there'll be some something positive that permeates and thinking about the kind of wider impact of what we're doing and trying to make things a bit better I guess Definitely. I sound very idealistic there <laughs> no, I think I think it's so true I think there has been that has been one massive positive which has come out of Covid I think it's the community spirit and the way that people have just come together because unfortunately um or for, well yeah unfortunately I think Covid has affected every single person in whatever way whether they're rich poor um man female whatever, whoever you are you've been affected by Covid and um I think it's just we've all been in this in this very strange challenging time mm. together um, and we've all people have had to pull together and it's just that has been incredible like the work of the NHS the yeah. workers everything um, and the, the the time and the energy volunteers have put in the work of health champions yeah no no completely you're, you're, you're... It's, been it's been absolutely amazing and um, perhaps people that wouldn't normally engage with things like if I bring it back to health champions health champions have because everyone has been affected by it in in a different way but yeah everyone has been affected yeah no i i think that's so true and you know it's um it is that kind of wider how do we kind of um you know i mean rightly so the nhs is effectively the the uh the the, the uk's national religion and it should be you know because it is an amazing thing and you know we are so very fortunate to live in a an age and a time where we you know where we have effectively free access to fantastic healthcare mm-hmm. um you know i mean i think we just need to look at some of our um our, our cousins at various parts of the world um where they have to make decisions between putting food on the table and going to the doctor and i don't think that's i don't think that's that's a situation that anyone should be put in um, so we're very fortunate to have the NHS and it does amazing things. And but, you, but you're also right, that kind of the wider, you know, the kind of key workers that have kept the UK going and there has been that appreciation for them. And, you know, from carers who are unpaid to carers who are obviously working in nursing homes and kind of wider communities, you know, people working in shops and, and retail, um, certainly sort of there is more appreciation than I think there was before. I guess sort of you and I are a kind of similar generation where we kind of grew up in sort of, Blair's Britain where it's kind of everybody has to go to university and all these other bits and pieces part of the kind of legacy of that is that people that didn't people who didn't necessarily do the kind of what was expected or didn't go to certain places were kind of looked down upon and I think that's wrong Uh, and I think we're starting to realize that that's wrong because uh, we wouldn't have survived without 
we wouldn't have been able to continue without people sacking shelves and making sure that food was delivered and looking after vulnerable people. And often these people are, you know, some of the least paid, well paid. Um, so they deserve appreciation because they've been putting their lives on the line. Um, one would hope that in the future, this would kind of transform into perhaps better working conditions and better, you know, better pay. But for now, I think some respect is is important. I sound very kind of uh, high and mighty when I say all this, but uh, I just, I, you know, I, I believe in kind of, you know, I think there's been many people often in very, like I said, very low paid positions who've kept the UK going over the last year and they deserve more respect than they were getting previously. I hope we will show them respect in future and whatever people do, whether they have to do it or because they choose to, choose to do it, we should respect that. That's certainly sort of one of the lessons I hope that is taken away. Um, yeah, I sound very kind of high and mighty. <laughs> Yeah, great. I definitely agree. <laughs> anyway, so get on, I'll put my uh, I'll put my uh, soapbox away for, for for a moment. So, kind of going back to the kind of the, the health champions. So, is there anything about um, you know how do how do people become health champions? If anyone's sort of listening and wants to become a health champion, uh, how, how do they how you know how do they join up? Absolutely. So, if you're living in Barnet, working in Barnet, studying in Barnet, or volunteering in Barnet and you're age 16 and over, you can absolutely sign up to be a health champion. It probably takes about two minutes to sign up. You can um, go on to our website, which is engage.barnet.gov.uk forward slash health dash champions. Um, and you can read more about it there, but then you can also complete a very short registration form. Then once you have signed up, you will then receive a welcome pack and you'll be invited to a welcome session. Um, from then, you will be receiving various different infographics and communications um, on basically the latest guidance and information on COVID um, and also be able to go onto our huge resource bank with lots and lots of different information about anything from national restrictions to testing to vaccines to um, how to exercise safely outside, all different sorts of materials which have all been made specifically with public health and with the Commons team at Barnet Council um, to create these, these really simple pieces of information that you can then share with your communities. And then that's really the, the key thing then is to then be able to share all of this information with your community in whichever way you want. So some people like to be able to just share that information through WhatsApp. Um, some of them will share it on social media, others forward on to an email, but others actually use it as well just to learn more. So then they'll use it in their own for their own understanding and for their information and then actually share that information through word of mouth. So they're the key key um, pieces of information that you'll get as a health champion. You'll be invited um, to weekly information sessions, which we run on a Thursday evening where we'll have a key speaker, often our Deputy Director of Public Health, Dr Judy George. She um, is kind of our resident info session speaker um, and but we also do have lots of different special guests that we bring on to speak about specific topics so tonight um, we've got someone from the North Central London CCG coming on to talk to us about the local vaccination rollout so those sessions last an hour um, they we also often have breakout rooms as part of them to be able to encourage champions to be able to actually have those discussions um, and we're able to also get some insight and understanding about what's happening um, but the main ways that we really communicate with champions as well to get those infographics are through email. Um, we also do a weekly newsletter called Friday Facts. 
And then also you very can nice, get... Very nice, very <laughs> nice. Alliteration is always good. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, we And then we can also get all of the information all through WhatsApp broadcast as well. So then it makes it really easy to be able to share that information on to friends, family and other community members or groups. Um, and then in addition to that, we also have a WhatsApp group for champions to be able to network and connect amongst one another um, and yeah, just support each other through that really, which has been a really nice way in addition to the info sessions for champions to really just be able to connect and build that community and network. Mm. Yeah, generally COVID has been very isolating for a lot of people and Zoom has made it a lot better. Um, and also the WhatsApp group just means that they can chat on a daily basis as well. So yeah, lots of different ways that you can, we share information and you can engage as a champion. But I think one of the key things um, is that even if you can't, don't have much time on your hands at all, please do sign up as a champion. It's really, um, you can give and take as much as you want mm. from the programme. So for example, if you're very busy and you just want some key information on COVID, then absolutely sign up. You don't have to get the WhatsApp broadcast or be part of the group or attend any info sessions. You can just get the emails and then you know you have the latest information as soon as we receive it and soon as public health are aware of it, we're then able to share it with champions. But then other people absolutely come to every info session, take part in our question of the week that we have every week and um, be part of the WhatsApp group. So, yeah, we have lots of different ways for people to engage, but also that massive flexibility. Um, so people, it's just open for so many different people as well. So please do sign up if you live in Barnet and um, you're over 16. Perfect plug there, nicely done. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I, I am involved with a few of these bits and pieces, so I, I, you know, they are great. It's a great way of, and I, I think you've really kind of hit the nail on the head in some ways with kind of how you approach the kind of communications because that that encouraging that kind of socialising and networking, I think, is very important. You know, uh, particularly kind of when we've been so isolated um, for the last uh, year or so. You know, encouraging people to kind of have that kind of co have conversations, I think, is very important. It's a great way of kind of introducing people to some of the topics and making them feel a part of something bigger. So that's really great to hear. Um, no, thank you for that, Izzy. Um, are you able to sort of, without kind of put, putting you on the spot at all, are you able to kind of give us any idea of um, the kind of what you know how is it going with the kind of uh, the rollout of the vaccine in, in Barnet um, do you I don't want to sort of put you on the spot because I know you're not sort of a, a, a virologist as you sort of early uh, you know as you uh, would certainly not claim to be um, but uh, you know do you know how how the rollout is going in Barnet at the moment? Yeah absolutely so it's Again, I'm, I'm just to be really clear and very open with everyone. I am I'm not from public health, but because we work so closely with public mm. health, um, we do. Yeah, we are able to. We share weekly figures um, about the ro the vaccine rollout, and I think it's about one hundred and sixty five thousand uh, patients in Barnet. Um, so Barnet's population, and don't quote me on this, it's around. The biggest borough in London, but it's about 400,000. Um, and yeah, so around 165,000 have received their first dose. Gosh. Um, and 43% of those people have then received their second dose so far. So the uptake is around 80% in the first nine priority groups. Gosh, so wow. yeah, it's, it's really positive. It's really positive. And um, 
for those other people that haven't um, taken the vaccine yet, that might be for a whole range of different reasons, but definitely encouraging those other people, those 20% to please take the vaccine when you're offered it. And also um, to absolutely make sure you get the second vaccine as well when you've had the first. So it's, it's going well, um, just really trying to look at how we can make sure that that continues that way and how we can really, we can push um, that number up as well and get as many people vaccinated across the borough. Brilliant. No, I mean, that's that's really interesting. I thank you for that. And obviously, you know, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Um, you, did, you did describe yourself as being a professor earlier, so I'm not sure. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I'm joking, of course. But no, no, but um, no, no, um, no, thank you for that. I apologise for putting you on the spot, but I think it's always useful to kind of have some idea, um, obviously, with the kind of caveat of, uh, you know, kind of what that we spoke about. But, you know, it, it's it's good to kind of, you know, have some idea of like how things are going. And again, it's about that kind of transparency, which obviously the, the project is so keen on, which I think is really, really, really great. So I'm sure from what you mentioned, actually, so there'll be an update at the end of the week coming out. Is that right? So actually sort of even if sort of, uh, you know, uh, depending on kind of how sort of exact that the, the figures were, it, they will be updated within a couple of days anyway. So that, that's absolutely fine. So no pressure on Izzy at all. Sorry, Izzy. <laughs> well, we update. So the new report, the Barnet Weekly report comes out Tuesday evenings. So, oh, there we go. OK. And that's related from the last um, seven days. So um, that figure was from kind of last week. So the next report will be out on Tuesday. Perfect. So yeah, there we go. pretty accurate, pretty accurate um, idea of how many people have been vaccinated. Um, but it changes on a daily basis. I can is- imagine. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine it must be quite difficult to track as well. But no, no, thank you for that. That, that That's really useful. So just obviously kind of um, aware of kind of uh, some of the bits and pieces that we talked spoken about also also the kind of time um so so rounding up as it were i guess kind of to come back to to to, to you um so over the last year uh you know been very um pretty pretty rough let's face it the you know the year has been rough for, for most people some people a lot worse unfortunately but um as far as kind of your own well-being do you mind if i ask sort of how, how have you kind of kept yourself positive um, you know, kind of kept yourself up, as it were. You know, I, I've always been very, um, you know, I love cooking. I've talked about this far too many times on this podcast, but, you know, I love cooking. I really enjoy it. Uh, I don't necessarily have the eye for, um, you know, kind of following recipes all the time, but I, I do, I really enjoy it. I, you know, I love spending time with my daughter and my family. You know, it's really, you know, it's one of the reasons that I, I am very aware of how fortunate I've been, I, you know, that I've sort of been employed and kind of working from home, pretty much the entire time and I'm very fortunate and I know there are a lot of people out there who haven't been so fortunate um but one of the things I feel particularly fortunate about is that you know I've been able to spend so much time with my daughter that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise you know going from kind of commuting and whatever it was 14 hours a day um you know missing out on so much particularly in the kind of her first year to being able to spend so much time with her and the little terror that she is um amazing terror but um you know those things have really kind of kept me going kept me positive um what about yourself yeah it's a very good question it has been it has been a really really tough year in so many different ways but I also do feel really lucky I don't um I didn't haven't got COVID myself and none of my really close family members have also been affected in that way I suppose for me as well just being completely open I actually COVID was kind of the reason why I moved back from living in Australia. So I was living out there, moved back during the pandemic, during lockdown uh, 1.0. 
and um, it was a really came back unemployed and it was a really strange transition because I wasn't mm. even able, haven't been living in the UK for three years and then suddenly coming back and not oh, being with anyone or not working or anything so um, it definitely took initial toll um, on me my mental state for sure and I think the main things I really got into was quite similar to you I really got into cooking like I've always loved I really enjoyed cooking but I just kind of threw myself into experimenting with new mm. recipes um, trying new things doing lots of baking um, and then as well as that just lots of different exercise I know that I'd found it hard sometimes to actually get up in the morning um, but I tried to push myself and no, I know that once I've done exercise, it does make me feel better. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I know, I know what you mean there. Um, despite my, despite my athletic physique, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not a fan of exercise. Uh, that, that was a joke, by the way, for the <laughs> listeners who've never seen it before. But um, uh, yeah, exercise is not. It, but I, it is. You do feel better after you've done something, even if it is like, uh, oh God, do I have to do this? Oh, well, my legs—they hurt. But you do feel better afterwards. There is that kind of sense of accomplishment. And sometimes there is that kind of those small steps can really make a difference. You know, those small accomplishments during the day can really kind of buoy you and kind of make you feel better. And um, particularly, you know, when things around you look a bit difficult. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I think it's, you know, some form of exercise. And also, you know, it's not always easy and it hasn't always been possible over the last year. But if some way of getting outside, I think is, is, is really key. The sunlight is always good. Not that we get that much. sun. Well, we get some sunlight. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I actually kind of set that as one of my, I was having to like set myself little kind of daily tasks or daily wins just to make me uh, feel like I've actually accomplished something in a day. So sometimes it, even if I couldn't bear to, I don't know, do a hit workout or go for a run, it was just like literally walking around the block just to make sure I was out and just mm. doing something um, just to kind of clear my head. So definitely I think exercise, cooking, um, and also just really trying to keep connected with um, friends and family in whatever way that was. So whether that's through Zooms or through FaceTimes, just on the phone, any way possible, really, just to be able to feel connected with with my friends and family, because they are such an important part of me. And that, yeah, they're so crucial. So I, yeah, probably those main ways, really. Um, tried, try, I've tried a little bit of uh, kind of meditation and mindfulness as well, which I'm still getting into and just doing, uh, yeah, a couple of minutes in the morning, um, which has kind of helped me try and clear my head before mm. and just kind of refocus on the present as much as I can, um, which I know absolutely isn't for everyone. And but I would I would also recommend that. So, yeah, a few different a few different ways, really quite a bit of yoga um but it was really hard like I say all of no, this no, I, I mean some of these and, things um, I mean like mindfulness and med meditation they, they're on my kind of list of things I probably should do yoga I'm not sure so sure about I mean I can barely sort of cross my legs I don't really want to that's fine I think, that's I think fine. if I tried to do the I don't know, greeting the sun or the downward dog I would probably split in half or something so I don't necessarily want to do yoga <laughs> as much as my wife would probably be quite happy if I did um but uh, I think my mindfulness meditation things like that, I think you know kind of giving yourself time to be kind of present and appreciate uh, mm. little things I think I think it's quite important and the you know we're so often maybe for diff different reasons now but you know we're often kind of caught up in lots of 
you know quite frantic uh way of doing things and actually taking time to just kind of be silent or be kind of uh you know in the moment be present being in the moment is, is quite key and i know it's you know at meridian Wellbeing, we do actually a variety of, there's a nice plug there for this by the way uh so thank you for the opening so we do a variety of meditation and mindfulness classes so you, you can sign up on our website but i i do it is something i i think i do appreciate even though i don't do it myself uh, i feel like i should do it uh, and yoga sounds very nice as well but like i said i will probably break some Give it a go, honestly. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> and yoga comes in so many different. Obviously, you can do, yeah, acrobatic yoga if you wanted to, or something very slow. Like it comes in so many different forms. So, um, yeah, always worth a try. You never know, Chris. I think, I think you could, you could be onto one. This, yeah, so you never know. We do, we do actually also do some yoga classes, including chair yoga. So. You know, again, sort of, uh, you can sign up on our website. So uh, it's almost as if I've given Izzy a script just so I can do all these plugs <laughs> and various things that we do, uh, which I haven't, of course. But uh, no, no, brilliant. I, you know, I think there's so much there that, um, you know, really kind of chimes with kind of my own experiences that kind of focusing on our home life as much as possible. You know, the things that we can do in the house, uh, do, doing our kind of environment to make our environment better. You know, I, being, I suppose, we're going to spend quite a lot of time in one location at the moment generally not not everyone obviously has the same kind of experiences but you know why not why not make it kind of comfortable and homely and you know our, our I suppose in some ways our homes have become you know for those of us who've been fortunate to kind of work from home you know the home isn't so much a kind of place you just go to sleep now it's more kind of you're a really big part of your environment so you kind of want it to be nice and things like that uh, so uh, thank you very much, Izzy. Um, you know, really appreciate your time today. Uh, just to sort of, uh, is there anything, you know, you'd like to kind of finish on any kind of key points or key messages you'd like to kind of share? Thanks, Chris. Yes, I was just going to, as a final few words, just to really encourage everyone when you are offered the vaccine to please, please take it. Um, from my own personal experience, I um, had, because of my underlying health condition, I have been made legible to have the vaccine um and i have have had the first astrazeneca vaccine um i did have a few very short-term side effects a couple of days of feeling uh yeah just a bit groggy and a bit headachey very similar flu-like symptoms um but i knew it was only temporary and i knew that actually this is going to this is going to be so much better in the long term it's going to like support make protect me and protect others from getting seriously ill from COVID. And I know there's been a lot of information as well in, in the news recently about um, the AstraZeneca and blood clotting, um, but actually the AstraZeneca blood clot risk is tiny and the risk is far greater of having a blood clot if you have had um, COVID-19, if you do have get COVID-19. I think the risk of a blood clot for AstraZeneca is 0.0004%. And if you have it with an, if you risk of getting a blood clot with COVID-19 infection is 16.5%. So the difference is. That is quite a difference. Yes. So uh, I don't don't claim to be a mathematician, though I have taught maths in the past, but that is quite a difference. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. No, thank you for that, Izzy. I think, I think those are some really, really important messages there. Um, And, you know, obviously key is that, you know, vaccines save lives. So, you know, when your time is, 
you know, when you when you get the call up, make sure you do get the vaccine because not only with your own life, but other people's lives, it can make a real difference. So, no, thank you. Um, thank you very much. Uh, so, Izzy Ford, uh, thank you for your time today. Uh, fantastic. Thank you for your patience uh, and your uh, feigned laughter at my occasional joke. Uh, so, no, really appreciate having you on today. So, thank you very much. Uh, so, that's Izzy Ford from Groundwork London. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you very, very much, Chris. Thank you. So I, I really hope um, I really hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. Um, we've covered well quite a lot, but obviously the key takeaway is make sure you get vaccinated. Vaccines do save lives. Um, thank you very much. My name is Chris Hartley, and that was the word on wellbeing. Have a nice day. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>